0: Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Very excited for today's episode. I got some a familiar guest with us today and we got a new guest so i'm gonna go around the room and introduce mm-hmm. everyone for those that don't know me my name is pastor chris i tend to help out with the podcast pretty consistently but more importantly than that i want to introduce our guests so first off we got pastor juan welcome back to the podcast pastor hey. juan What's going on, y'all? Hey. how you doing bro i'm doing great bro good. just wait about five minutes till this
2: coffee really kicks in and we're gonna be cracking
1: <laughs> all right there we go so i'll i'll ask the other guests the questions first and then hit them first okay sounds good sounds good Good. It's good to have you, bro. Love you, man.
3: Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And then we got Pastor Maribel. Hey, Thrive Lathrop family. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. I had my coffee this morning. Oh, so no, you're ready. She's
2: ready. I'm trying to get where you're at. <laughs> yeah,
3: for
1: sure. For sure. And so if you don't know, Pastor Juan and Pastor Maribel, um, help lead worship here at Thrive, they are worship pastors, and then they do uh, a bunch of other things as well, but that's the main part of their job, and so it was good that we had them on today, and we also have my really good friend, she's also my cousin, and one of the best worship leaders ever, in my opinion, Stephanie (laughs) Gonzalez in the house, How are you doing? Yeah. So so for the viewers, they, they don't know, they might mm-hmm. not know we're related. Yes. So so I'm gonna this is true. I might call you you Steffi, because that's my word. And then and I
0: might call you Chrissy. Yeah, because so that's,
1: that's my word.
0: That's the word. Yeah, So
1: Stephanie, Stephanie's known me since uh before even me and Vanessa were dating, which was a long, long time ago. Yes. Um Stephanie's been at our church for what about two years, three years now?
0: Three years. About three years. Three years at the same three. time. Yep. Very mm-hmm. cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And just love having you on the team. Yes. And we wanted a, a bring someone else on this week because the topic today, which I'm so excited to talk about, I really feel like it's going to help some people. Is true worship. Mm. What is true worship? We're going to talk about worship. Worship as a lifestyle. Uh, We're just going to jump into this topic. And I think it's really powerful because I think um, we all know this, that people will worship anything. Mm-hmm. people will worship anything. People naturally worship things. And mm. our hearts are made to worship, right? Yeah. Pastor Eric talks about it all the time that we mm. were made to worship. It's inerrant in us. And so yeah. uh, right. I think we're just going to talk about it. and We can talk about a little bit of our history with worship. And, and I think not just worship like church worship, but even in a deeper sense of what it means. And so I just want to jump on in. And I'm going to start with you, Pastor Maribel. I think this is good to start with. What is true worship to you? How would you wow. define that describe that, and it could just be a couple things, and then we'll jump around the room. So go ahead.
3: So this is a very broad, totally broad right. question because it's—I mean, there's books we were talking earlier yeah. that are written fully on just that question alone. Uh, mm-hmm. But true worship for me is basically, uh, to me, it's surrendered, mm-hmm. like a, a surrendered heart, a surrendered life um, to the Lord. And um, there's a very, very great scripture that goes with that. It's, it's, it's. Uh, I urge you brothers and sisters in view God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And so worship to mm. me is sacrifice. It's giving up who I am so that mm. he can be who he is. He can be Lord in my life.
1: It's mm. great. Good stuff. Okay, Steph, right. I'm going to go to you.
0: Yes. So to me, true worship is just being able to block everything else out in your life. It doesn't matter what is going on, even the good things. You know, mm-hmm. the bad things are are a little bit, you know, easier to do. But even the good things, when you're focused on God, just to, just to keep your eyes on Him and not worry about the things surrounding you. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, you may have the hardest week ever. You may get a raise and have a, a wonderful day. But it's just mm-hmm. like when you, when you worship God, try not to let those distractions get in the way and block the view of him. That's true worship That's good mm. to me anyway. That's so good.
2: Go ahead, Pastor Juan. I love this theme. I feel like all of us are talking about true worship on a private, like personal level, because I think most people listening might think of worship as when I go to church and when the song starts. Yeah, it's good. So there is, I think it's important that we are distinguishing between that is what we call corporate worship, where when everybody comes together and we sing songs and we worship and what we're talking about is worship more as a lifestyle and privately with Jesus, no song, no melody, no music. Mm-hmm. Um and so to me that is um kind of like what Steph talked about, making sure that I'm locked in and blocking everything else out and taking space to spend time with the Lord. It can often get confused with people. People think they're just praying, but sometimes they're worshiping. And to me, it's more of a vertical connection in that alone time with God. And so it could be at home when I make space, when I'm in my car. A lot of it is when you're by yourself, Right. you know, and you make space for God and you connect with him. And sometimes I'll just say, God, I worship you. And that might be something that I might sing later, um, the song is great, but like really connecting with him. Uh, Jesus said, true worshipers worship me in spirit and in truth. Yeah. So making space for my spirit to connect with him yep. wow. is kind of what it is for me. Yeah. You know? that's,
1: that's really good. I know um, one of the first times, if not the first time in the Bible the word worship is mentioned uh, just to go off of Pastor Maribel's is the story of Abraham and Isaac. Ooh. Abraham and yeah. Isaac. Isaac's mm. going to take or go with Abraham He doesn't know he's going to get sacrificed. And Abraham tells Isaac to let them know, we're going to go up to the mountain and worship. Mm. So worship was consistent with surrender. And I think that's so good. And then to your point, in the New Testament, Mm. in spirit and in truth and and how God's heart is that every believer, every follower, every Mm. person who's really trying to pursue him has to be a worshiper, mm. has to be a worshiper. I want to jump into Steph's point too real quick. I think that's really good. You talked about, which I think is so key, um, the ability to tune out and focus on Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And I think that happens both privately and corporately. So mm-hmm. I just want to jump into this next question. Right. And Pastor One, I'm going to jump in with you. Mm. Was there a time either... Corporately, which is if you don't know what corporate means, like together Mm -hmm. with other people, church setting, that's kind of how we know we're a prayer meeting or whatever, whatever that context is to you who's whoever's listening, that's corporate. Or private means like you and God. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a time that you can really recall where God just moved during a time of corporate or private worship? And mm-hmm. I know that's kind of hard to just come up with on the spot, but just maybe right. one that you would say just really moved and touch your heart. And then I'll jump to the, you guys in a minute. Right. This is so good. I feel like there have been so many, but I'm going to go to the earliest one that
2: I could remember because... I've known Jesus for my whole life. Like my mom raised me in church and I got baptized at a young age understanding. But then in junior high, I kind of went went through a rough patch. So then in high school, between like seventh grade and when I was 17, I had a drought where I was in every youth service and I was in every Sunday service, but I didn't feel God in worship, but I was soaking in everybody else that was, and I was an observer. And so I was just a kid that was like observing everybody else having moments with God and on youth nights I was too shy to allow myself to enter in I cared too much what my homies thought on my left and my right I went through that struggle where I cared too much until I went to a youth convention and the worship team, whoever they were, <clears throat> was leading and they were going in. And I was in a place where I didn't care who was around me. It was like, that's what conferences can do is they could set us up just to have an encounter. You're away from home. You're on a trip. And so at this youth convention, I don't remember which one it was. It was a North County, Nevada one, though. And it was in Sacramento at that one spot. <laughs> And um, I'm there, man, and I just feel Jesus. And then they give the call for who who wants to come forward to feel called to be uh, in ministry, like as a pastor and then as a missionary. And I responded to the missionary one because of a word that my mama got for me back sure. in the day All right. that I was going to be a missionary and serve Jesus. Wow. So then that next Friday at youth night, I felt Jesus again and because that youth convention had marked me and I actually went forward to the altar for the first time and I was kind of still carrying what my friends thought like they were behind me back there but I left my friends went to the altar and I just lifted my hands just like really low and I felt Jesus I felt his presence so strong as the worship team was just singing at altar time and from that moment on I just began to really encounter God. Good Mm, stuff. Good stuff. Pastor Maribel, go ahead.
3: Well, we're going deep right away here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So two two moments, and and both moments were more private, actually, private moments with God. I was at a camp. I think it was at Hume Lake. I was 14 years old. Hume Lake. Yes. And it was like a winter camp. So everybody, there was like this break after lunch before the evening service. And um, I haven't told this story in a long time, mm. so this is kind of <laughs> crazy. Thank you for asking this question, because it, it's good it. to remind us Absolutely. of sure. those moments and, that and I have think really changed our life.
1: Right, and I think it's good for the audience to hear, because I think sometimes we can think our moments were crazy, yeah, or, oh, I've had something similar, mm-hmm. or maybe I haven't had that, but that's what might that look yeah, like. I yeah. think it gives people language to understand that these are real, that yeah. these aren't—it's not just about doing church, but exactly. really— Um, connecting with God. So good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I was 14
3: and everybody else was ice skating and playing with the snow, doing whatever (laughs) they do. And I just felt this like pull from the Holy Spirit to go into the sanctuary where the the chapel. Mm. And um, I didn't know that the worship team was going to be rehearsing in there. And I just sat in there and spent some time with the Lord. And I just really felt like the Holy Spirit doing something in my heart and calling me to what I was watching. Like, oh, wow. it was Just what I was seeing, my heart was just like, Lord, I'm yours. Do whatever you want with my life. And here I am, 14, not knowing what the future holds. Mm-hmm. All I know is that I want what God wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, that moment, I remember just weeping and not understanding fully what God was doing in my heart. Years later, um, I'm at... Uh, in my classroom, I was a teacher. And so it's crazy. The Holy Spirit was in a junior high school. That was crazy on mm-hmm. itself. Um, but I was in my classroom and it was after school. And I was, I think at the time it was like Hillsong, uh and probably Jesus, Lover my soul type of mm-hmm. vibe going on in my classroom. And I sat down and I just felt like the Lord was really dealing with me because again, it was a moment of just encounter with God. Right. And I started to worship and I was like, I don't care what people, what the other teachers think or what people, you know, walking around the class, whatever. I I just, I felt like the Lord was calling me to a time of worship, which again was a time of surrendering Mm -hmm. completely to him. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. That
3: moment I understood... It's not that I was doing something bad and, and being oh, a teacher. So right. Like, mm. it wasn't a bad thing. I was doing it for the right reason, but it wasn't what I was called to in my mm. life. Oh, wow. My purpose. So those are the two, I think, most memorable sure. moments that I have had, like just those worship moments with God where I really feel him speaking. In my life. There's others, but those for are sure. two of the most powerful.
1: That's yeah. really good. Let that's me just cool. jump in real quick before I go to Steph. I, I think we have to remember that, one, worship, it's beyond feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that's going to happen a lot. So for some of you that are like, I never feel anything, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The core value of worship, even in a biblical sense, one of the main things is surrender. Surrender means to just let go. Whether it happens or it doesn't happen. I don't go to God to give him something because he's going to give me something back. I go to God to give him something and that's it because he's worthy and his worth is there. At the same time though, I think there's some people watching or not watching, hearing, and they're thinking, man, every time I worship, it's always emotional and it's always crazy. And is there something wrong with me? No, because there's powerful times where you feel the presence of God and you encounter the presence of God. And I think understanding That those two, um, it doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The focus is Jesus. Yes. And letting him, let's what Pastor Juan said, have a moment with you so that way he can grab your heart and that you, and vice versa, can express your heart to God, which is yeah. such a beautiful thing. It's a privilege.
3: Can I add something yeah. to that? So I was reading, and I can't remember where I got this from, but it says, um, worship is the expression we give to the worship we live. Mm. So that expression mm, right. is I'm either all- like, I'm trusting Jesus, or I- I'm just going to, I'm going to be obedient right, right now, even though it doesn't feel right. right. Like it's just, it, it has to be expressed in some way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Steph.
0: Right. So, um, Along with what you said, I well, I'm myself, I'm more of a filler. I'm more on that side of the for spectrum. Sure. Yeah. And it even She's goes. She's a nine, everybody. <laughs> I'm a nine. <laughs> the peacemaker. Shout out to Enneagram. So, <laughs> <laughs> so along with um, feeling God's presence for myself, a lot of the times um, I can kind of. You know, there's been moments where I can feel like for certain people that mm-hmm. are in sure, at the altar in the altar, room. Yeah. room. Yeah. Mm. Why? Well, uh, just to go back on that a little bit. Mm. I had a friend in eighth grade that I we used to pick her up for church and bring her every Wednesday, and um, we lost touch. We went to different high schools, and just life happened. And I would say about maybe five or six years ago, I was on stage leading worship, and you know, I just felt something like in my heart just to pray for my friend. And I started praying for her, and it's just, it was the weirdest thing. She was there at church. Mm-hmm. Years later, married, children. She doesn't know how she got there. They were having marital problems. She remembered sort of the way to get to the church.
1: What? Mm-hmm.
0: And wow. found herself there on, on. on a Sunday morning. And it was just, at that point, I had been having her on my heart. Right. I see her there at the altar. And I'm just like I looked over at the worship leader. I was like, "Be back! I gotta! I gotta! I gotta! Right. Get, get, I gotta get to her!" Yeah, absolutely. So at that Come time, on. you know, walked down, and it's just like it was just a divine appointment from God, That's and so good. and you know. Those are other other ways for me, like just to worship God, just to to thank him for those moments like that, because it's not always, you know, just about myself and God. It's seeing other people and helping Mm. them get to that place of worship as well and helping them um, get the healing that they need from God as well.
1: For sure. I I think that's so good. (laughs) Mm. Um, That's what I one thing that I think is so cool about corporate worship. I think we you, you all lead it, so which is cool. I get to be on the receiving end <laughs> okay. and just seeing you guys. And if you don't know, like you got to watch us online or uh, yeah. they even have music out. Like we have incredible worship leaders and worship Come pastors here. Come through in person if you feel comfortable. Don't worry, we wear masks right now. Mm-hmm. But but corporate worship is is so cool. Because you really get to see God move. Mm -hmm. I I remember learning this when I was younger, and I think it is key uh, to kind of understand. And this kind of helped me because I I always wondered why sometimes in corporate worship, um, it was more powerful, at, at least in some moments than private in my life, like my conferences or camps. And I was like, man, this is so intense. And then sometimes I go to my room by myself. and I'm like, man, this is so boring. Like right. that's the real struggle. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think part of the reason, and I remember someone teaching on this when I was, when I was traveling wherever I was, they talked about how um, Jesus lives in 24 seven continual worship. Yeah, and so right. the atmosphere yeah. of worship is the most home he feels. Mm -hmm. And so when someone on earth, when a group of people on earth worship him, it's the open door invitation for God to be in the room because Mm -hmm. it is where God is the most all the time in heaven. Like it is the thing he feels right. So like if I go to a house and let's say maybe it's like a different culture, uh, I might feel uncomfortable because I'm not used to the cultural rules. But if it's like a Hispanic house, totally. Like if the house smells like tortillas and like, you know, everyone's (laughs) just daquitos or whatever, like, cause I'm Hispanic or whatever. Like everyone has their thing and every, even families have their own different cultures. When Jesus um, is looking for somewhere to rest, right? Isaiah says, I I go to and fro throughout the earth looking Mm -hmm. for someone whose heart's completely mine to, you know, or or even where does the Son of Man have a place to rest his head, right? This context of, I'm looking for somewhere to rest. Even David in Psalms, where it talks about, I have no slumber to my eyes Mm -hmm. or sleep to my eyelids until I create a resting place for God. God rests on places of worship and it's in that re- it's in that mm-hmm. place where his presence comes in mm-hmm. and then powerful stuff happens yeah. like people finding church and they never knew where it was healing miracles yeah. marriages restored um People just feeling the presence of God, feeling love, feeling the grace of God, the mercy of God. And I, and I uh, think it's really cool, even as people who believe in the Holy Spirit and gifts of the Spirit, we have a really outward expression of worship. And I just think that's so powerful. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna jump in. Uh, just, I wanna share a story just real fast, uh, cause I think it'll help some of you out there. Um, I just, my story is more of a private one, but it's kind of funny and you guys will laugh at me. So when I was traveling, we did a lot of like prayer sets and stuff. I was really like in part of a community that did a lot of prayer meetings. And normally in prayer meetings, you get bored of the music you listen to. So everyone learns to like play guitar. So I'm not good now, but <laughs> I, I learned four chords. And I think Steph remembers when I was I trying to learn me, four chords and it was really rough. It, it was bad. I'm not good. Don't <laughs> even ask me. Don't try to like retweet this. Like I'm not going on stage. There is no comeback. There's no reunion. There's no last farewells for a season. And so we all just took turns leading like worship sets for like 30 minutes whether it's on the guitar or a key so I did guitar I had a little black guitar a friend of mine from South Africa gave it to me it was super cool I remember going to a room one day we did our prayer sets at night so we'd go from like 12 to 8 every night for about 3 months and I go in and I just go in like 15 minutes early and I'm just leading this song. I think the lyrics went something along the lines of, of take it all, take it all, but give me Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first song I ever learned. So i super excited to learn a song. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing my four chords. And then out of nowhere, just the presence of God hits the room. And I just start weeping and weeping and weeping and weeping. Mm. And then come to find out, like, I was in that room by myself with my guitar, probably the worst song, the worst chord playing, the worst singing (laughs) ever for, like, three and a half hours. God just doing something in me. And I think that's what's so cool about worship moments, both corporate and individual, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, when you're really going after it in worship— when you're not trying to get something. You're just like, I was just so excited that I got to play Jesus two chords and sing to him. Mm. Mm. And then God came and just started doing stuff in my life. And I, and I think that's so key for people to understand that worship is more of a heart matter yeah. than it is um, a performance or a Absolutely. stage or a set. And I think people need to catch that. Yeah. You know, mm. I, I know you're about to say something. Go I, ahead. I, <laughs> you're so looking
3: I, at me. You're, some of you, the most <laughs> powerful moments that I've experienced in worship, yeah. even in worship leading has been when I'm not leading a song. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that's so good. It has
3: been just those pause moments when um, you know God is uh, in that room. Yeah. And I don't need to help him. Uh, I just need to embrace hey, now. him. You mm-hmm. know, I just need to sit there and understand that he's doing something that I can't. Right. And I'd rather have that anyway. Right. You know, so it's just, to me, those are the most powerful moments that we've had, I think, on stage or off stage and mm-hmm. corporate worship.
1: Yeah, and I and I feel for you guys as worship pastors as worship leaders because I think we got to make sure as an American church culture that we're not buying into the lie that our worship leaders are cheerleaders for Sunday to get us ready for the message. Like we are all responsible to go after God, and and how much more powerful would it be? Like, why don't you probably can jump to this too, and all you guys, but if 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 we came ready, mm oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I get life happens. Right. right. I get right. I, I used to tell the joke that my parents would would cuss, would cuss in the car on the way in and speaking tongues on the way out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the normal like American Stephanie knows my parents. So she knows that's real. Uh, right. that's but, okay, You know, but they were there. But but if, if worship became lifestyle. Right. And we came ready, not that we have to be perfect, mm. but ready to have the right heart posture. Right, I think that Old Testament word, how, how it was, they connected worship to a posture thing mm-hmm. rather than just an action. It, mm-hmm. Rather than just like a raise your hands or something, which is powerful, but, but it's a heart posture and, and it's a mm-hmm. lifestyle of really worshiping. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it would just be amazing. And I think sometimes people think that it's the worship pastor's job to get them to somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it's more the worship the corporate worship pastor or whatever's Mm -hmm. happening in the room to set the tone or the environment or the atmosphere Mm -hmm. so that God can do what he wants to do Mm -hmm. in the room. And what if we lived like that? Like, and that's just me. And that's a challenge for my heart. Like, what if I lived like that? What if I lived to where I was letting God create moments and create atmospheres and, and just set a tone for my life to at any moment he can interrupt because at any moment my life completely belongs to him. Mm. Can you like talk into that a little bit, Pastor Juan? I think that's some really good stuff. And I know you're really passionate about that. And then I'll jump to you, Steph, because I think it's really cool that you aren't like a full-time worship pastor, but you live a life of worship. So I want to hear from your perspective Mm -hmm. as well. I think this is good. I think across the board, churches,
2: probably in America, I think we need to do better at living the priesthood of worship mm. and not just cheerleading for people yeah. to be led. You know what I'm saying? There's a um, good old church, um, Bethel Church, Bill Johnson, lead pastor, talks a lot about how um, he helped set the culture. And he's a pastor that like knew that like, we're going to be a worshiping church. And that's probably what's going to draw people. But he talked about how worship leaders like lead worship and then once God's in the, in the room you get out the way mm, you know that's it. so that's kind of our goal is like you know we know that people come in you got crying kids in the car <laughs> Right. you got you know you and your wife you arguing on the way like all type of stuff yeah. you could have had a rough day, you could be going through seasons so maybe you're not ready and um, the worship team were are ready And we're ready to help you get there. So maybe you're not there until song number two or song number three. But once God's in the room, man, that's when we could take the step back and we just stay on that bridge or whatever the case may be and just let God begin to work. And so I think that's so cool. Like that's the main responsibility, because when we were talking earlier, I think the thing that sticks out to me that's so crazy is that God is amazing. He doesn't need anything from us but there is one thing that he desires and he desires our worship. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that blesses his heart. So I think if more people can get that revelation that like, we worship because he's worthy. I think people understand that. Like, I'm going to sing to him that you're great. You're greatly to be praised because you're great. Because everybody else is. Because it's the right thing to do. More than it's just the right thing to do, like, the Lord loves to hear your voice. Yeah, that's so He loves to hear your worship. Right. And so for us, for me, it's a delicate balance of... Um, Leading the room in worship, which I think most churches champion to do well. Like, lead the room. Come on, guys, let's sing. Sing it out. And I lean more towards that side. I'm all for it. But when you're in your verse one and your chorus one, when everybody knows where you're going, your team knows where you're going, just get caught up in the song and really mean what you're singing. Oh, that's good. Most of the time, we have the people on our mind the whole entire time. And... The way I look at it, and this is my last, we're gonna get to Steph right now. I look at it like leading worship, if that's your job, like people, like um, it's like we're all going to Disneyland and I'm in the driver's seat. And it's my job to get us there. And I got a (laughs) bunch of people in the car behind me, I'm driving a bus. And so my job is to get us there, be focused on that, and then every once in a while take a look and make sure everybody's doing good. You guys doing good? (laughs) Everybody good? You need any snacks? You little sleepy? (laughs) And then sometimes they need a little talking to. Right. It ain't there. And that's when we call times where we're exhorting people in worship. Like, you know what, guys, something powerful is happening right now. God is in the room. Like, you know, those times when we feel like people aren't getting it. So you give the car a little talking to and then you go back to doing it. And then my job is to be focused on the destination and be having a good time doing that. I can't be driving the car and looking back at everybody else the whole entire time. And most churches, most worship teams, not to get too into that. I feel like that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so we need to get back to knowing how to balance leading the people and leading our own hearts and getting caught up in blessing him. That's good. That's really good. Most of the private worship is blessing him.
1: Totally. Totally. So, Steph, just to jump into that, Mm -hmm. how do we do that? How have you done that outside the corporate setting? Because I think people are listening. Yeah, that sounds great. In the corporate setting, I think Mm -hmm. that's super powerful, and I agree with you, Pastor Juan. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff, and we need to get there, and that's the one thing I love about our team is that you guys do, right? You guys, when God's in the room, you get out of the way, and you focus on him, and I know you're leading yourselves in worship just as much as you're leading people, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But when there isn't Juan, like I always joke sometimes about like, I, I'm not going to have Juan in Walmart with me playing guitar behind me all the time. Or, <laughs> right. right. For yeah. you, you've you done me. this for years. And as yeah. long as I've known you, Steph, you've loved God and you've been passionate about worship. And just, just an example to even me and Nessa and Zadok. And how have you done it? Like, what are some things to just help the person who's like, yeah, I want to worship more, but how do I do this?
0: Right, right. So one tip I have is when you're in the car, Going to work, well, we're kind of all working from home right now, but <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, you know, going to the store, going to the Target pickup line, mm-hmm. you know, sing a song of worship. Like turn the radio off, you know, those songs will be there. <laughs> Put some worship on um, in your head, hum it. If you don't know the words, hum it. If you you know, you mm-hmm. you know the way that those those songs, you know, make you feel and how they minister to your heart. Even if you don't know the words, hum the song. If you can't sing, Think of the words, look up the lyrics, you know. Mm-hmm. Just get get those words and get those messages into the songs, you know, some of the songs that we sing or you know, all the other songs that are out there. Get those words in your mind and just, you know, meditate on those words. That's one thing that I've done, you know, even mm-hmm. working with the public where sometimes, you know, you have customers that come and you just you can feel a little uneasy with them there. I'll just start humming a worship song to myself like. Don't even pay any attention. That's just a distraction. Just keep your eyes focused on God. Sing songs over yourself. Sing songs over your family. Yeah, that's uh, that's very, very, very important, you know. Mm. Um, even, you know, there's there's sometimes, like, even in church, going back to, like, the corporate worship, sometimes the simplest songs that we can sing, like, the one that comes to mind all the time for me is I Love You, Lord. Mm. That song that's anytime time you just mm-hmm. like cut the music out and sing that song it just right. does something to the room so um, sure. it's just one of those one of those songs you know that you can sing over yourself sing over your situation and it mm-hmm. just yeah for me that one mm-hmm. that one does it every time it's just the simplest so you're, little thing you're just song. teasing us you're not going to sing it yeah. i'm not going to okay. sing <laughs> it uh,
1: <laughs> but that, i think that's a great point i think the art of of singing mm-hmm. even when you don't think you have a voice
0: mm-hmm. singing
1: through moments choosing to sing during the good the bad the ugly letting a song resonate in your heart like I think that's that's super powerful, right. and then for some of you that are like, man, how do I create a lifestyle of worship? Just sing. Ness always makes fun of me because she says I always have a song in my head ready to go. I really do, <laughs> and I'm not like great, but I just sing it. And maybe yeah. like you said, you're not super confident, but that's okay. No right. one no one sees you in the car. Read it.
0: Put post its of the lyrics. If lyrics from Sunday morning speak to you, you know, make mm-hmm. a little post it, put it on your mirror for a reminder through the day. Mm-hmm. You know, keep yeah. keep those things near you. Things that minister to you, like that just uh keep them fresh in your mind yeah
1: for sure I think that's good Maribel, so go
3: surrounding ahead. yourself with with the right uh songs oh, surrounding yourself yes. with the right songs because yeah. um I, I think it's so important and and music in itself is very powerful mm-hmm. uh for us even emotionally as human beings and I'm I'm, I'm talking even beyond Christian music like music is powerful mm-hmm. right. now imagine it anointed Right, right, and, oh, yeah. and and with lyrics that are for the season that I'm in, mm-hmm. that are going to help me in the season that I'm in, mm-hmm. those are those are the ones you need to like embrace, surround yourself with. Um, and I know we get we get so caught up with with how things sound. Even, I mean. I'm guilty of this all the time. I'm I'm a perfectionist, and things got to sound good, and things got to yes. look good, and that's mm-hmm. part of my job too. Sure, but God cares more about what my heart looks like oh, than gosh. what I sound like. Oh, that's so good. So bringing that posture and, and
1: embracing. <laughs> you did that, Pastor Juan just went to a praise break. We interrupt this broadcast. Go ahead, Pastor Juan. So, no, she, this is about her. I'm just the, the musician behind. <laughs> You're the keyboard player getting ready? Yeah. That's, but, right? It's not, if there's anything you got from this podcast, it's heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is heart transformation. Yes. Heart surgery, heart encounter from inside out, right? Mm-hmm. It has to happen in the heart. Mm-hmm. And everything else will flow. Yeah. And yes, like for those who are really passionate about music and singing and, and really getting called to it, that's a different conversation. Yep. Yep. This is if you don't have the heart stuff, mm-hmm. yes. or if you lose the heart stuff, I think you're alluding to that even more because yes. you've seen people passionate, yeah. powerful, anointed, yeah. lose the heart stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like what's
3: yeah, and part of it is is forgetting. You, like you've got to remember who who God is. Mm. You got to remember what He's done. Um, and I think we can get so involved in ministry and now I'm talking to worship leaders. We can get so involved in ministry sure. that
1: we forget what God has done. And I think mm. in general, I, yeah. I don't even think that's just worship leaders. I think people who are serving, yep. I think yes. dads who are busy with work. I think moms who are busy with the kids. Yeah. I think uh, marriages who are struggling or everything seems chaotic. And in a yeah. COVID season, and we're kind of in this middle season because we're praying things are getting back to normal, mm. but then we're still dealing with past COVID rules but how do we move forward? Mm. Everything's chaotic. The thing that you want to make sure isn't chaotic is your internal worship life. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. if you're not really good at it, that's okay. I love what Steph said. If you can just start singing, Mm. (laughs) right? If you can just create moments, if you can just stop stillness Mm -hmm. and rest and worship wherever you're at like like guys you don't notice steph works at pg and e guys so that means she's singing
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. some all songs <laughs> and she's humming at pg
1: and e and and i believe that even then it even creates moments for god to affect someone else mm-hmm. or god right. to encourage someone else and i've i know you've shared stories with me in the past and we all yeah. have mm-hmm. heard stories of people that god moves in marketplace and in business and in families and at dinners mm-hmm. but to have that worship a part of your lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I've, say, I've um,
0: been on the phone with a customer one time, a little little old lady, and I heard uh wrap me in your arms in the background. Oh, no way. So, eh? of course, I had to talk about it with her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I like that song you're listening to in the background there. For sure. Mm-hmm. She was so happy. So then we just got into mm-hmm. a little talk about how good God was, you yep. know? And mm-hmm. it's just little little things like that. And how and encouraged awesome. was
1: she? How, maybe, you don't oh, know, right?
0: Yeah. And she was a little old lady. And very cool. And you know... Mm-hmm. Take advantage of those moments too. Listen mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. That's really important too. Listen to what He's telling you during days because you don't know. Like an act of worship could be just talking to someone who looks like they need someone to talk to, especially during this time with the pandemic and everything. You know, people are lonely, and you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. that's that's the heart of God too. Just just reaching out to them
2: for sure. That's so cool. We yeah, can, I had something oh, to just ahead, encourage. Yeah. So just to break it down for people, what we're saying i know like works encourage people to sing you can be absolutely tone deaf <laughs> and oh, yeah. it does not matter yep. right. the performance of the song when you're on your own doing your yeah. thing does not matter the lord knows your voice and and what you're capable of and what you're not capable of that doesn't matter you know what I'm saying? Right. If you talk lyrics out, this is a song that comes to my mind, King of my heart. Mm. If you're just in your car and you get that post-it note and you write that, that's you for that for this season. If you just like, man, God, you are good. You're mm-hmm. good. And then you're never gonna let me down. Mm. You're never gonna let me down. Like if you just need to say that over yourself, you don't even need to sing it. It doesn't matter. No, you can that's just make a song your
0: prayer. Find a song that Touches you. Make yeah. that your prayer. You, you, the way I worship in my
3: car, and you guys are probably gonna think this is funny. I don't sing a lot <laughs> in my car. Mm. I, when I'm listening to worship music, I'm amening all the time. I'm going, yes, Lord, th- mm-hmm. that that's what I want to say. Yes, God, and you am gonna Amen. say, you
0: rap it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You
1: didn't see your hand. She was ready to, I thought she was going to drop the mic.
3: So did I. No, like, so we're not talking, this is not just a singing thing. This is a speak it, believe it. Right. Because worship is like, it, it, it
0: takes faith. Mm-hmm. And without faith, you can't please God. Right. Yeah. Or so, speak it until oh, until you have to believe it. That's it. Right.
1: right.
2: Like, Laura,
0: even if you don't believe it at that moment, just keep speaking it over yourself until yeah. you believe it. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's yeah. a song by Laura Hackett. She talks about how sometimes you got to sing yourself into the truth.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. And
1: it's so true.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you got to repeat it, sing it. And right, worship, prayer. We talk about this concept of devotion. That's kind of the overarching theme. Right. That's our word we're using. I think that's so key. They go hand in hand. Powerful prayer meetings have worship in them. Mm-hmm. powerful times of worship have moments of prayer and conversation with God they go hand in hand mm. so i think this is really good okay last question before we close and y'all knew it was coming mm-hmm. what is your favorite worship song i mm. think our crew wants to know i think our oh listeners want
2: to know favorite give me a couple ones you can't do this to uh, us. favorite worship oh, song one. Um, we got i'll give you i'll give you today i'll give you right now today right now and then we'll have to hit like growing up <laughs> Today, right now, I don't know why, but I'm on um, good old Brandon Lake. His whole new live album just is getting me. But the song, Show Me Your Glory, and he's got Leland featured on there. Mm. Okay. And the bridge of that song, I fall out every time. (laughs) I, I, hopefully you're something, not driving. There's something anointed on them. I know I can't <laughs> listen to that song while I'm driving. If you, if you got to le- you got to learn how to worship with your eyes open in the car. Yeah.
3: yeah. I feel it. <laughs> Important.
2: <laughs> I feel it. So that, cause there's something about the music of that and the way that the chords line up with the melody. Cause for me as a musician, it, before they even start singing the bridge, I could feel it on the music. And just a quick thing. There is an anointing on music. When David played the harp before yes, Saul, he did not sing. He played an instrument, and demons fled off of Saul. nowadays we get so caught up in singers. We're so there's so many celebrities that yeah. are singers, and we look at singers as everything. When David played and demons fled, he played an instrument. To me, that shows that there's power on oh, music. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when I hear that progression and that bridge before they even start singing, I'm like, Yo, this joint is it. It yeah. is. I'm like, Pastor, Rob, I'm in the car. They start singing the song, like, Hey, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm with them, dude.
1: <laughs> I'm with them. Good stuff. Okay. All right. Let's go, Pastor Maribel. <laughs> oh, you got it.
3: I don't know, Pastor Chris. Give me one. Like Just ten. give me one that's classic. Classic. Just hits the heart. Just give me one or two. Okay. Just give me one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna zone into my, my countryside right now. Okay. Um, probably goodness of God. Goodness of God. By all who? My Life. Uh, oh, yeah. Bethel. Bethel. By oh. Jen all Johnson, my life, right? You have been faithful all my life. You have been so so good. Mm. It's like a a song of remembering again. Good. Mm. I remember the first time. I ever heard that song. I think I was cleaning my house. That's a
1: great a, time to worship. Come I on a now. a broom
3: in my hand. I'm just like yeah. super loud all over my house and got the echo going. It's okay. just like super loud. Mm. I literally just dropped the mop, whatever I had. I don't know if it was a mop or a broom. Hopefully it was a mop
1: or a broom. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't like dishes <laughs> <No>. or... <laughs>
3: Mm. The fine china. Yeah, like it just <laughs> caught me. Yeah, I, it, you can't listen to a song like that and not pause. It's good. Mm. So it was. It was just one of those songs for me, and it still is. It's one Great. of those powerful songs. Good yeah. stuff. Okay, Steph.
0: I have two, and they're both from my girl Rita Springer. Oh no! Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: Rita. So
2: oh,
0: Defender, Defender is mm. you know that one. Just mm. forget about it. And no striving. There's mm. no striving mm. in your love. That mm-hmm. that song right there is just mm. amazing. Well, Mm. Good. Those are my two songs. All right.
2: Hey, what about Growing that's Up? My girl. Growing, growing Up. Growing Up? Um, growing Up. The Stand by Hillsong. Oh, the yes. Stand by oh, Hillsong. Stand. Okay. heart <laughs> <Longside, hard> of <laughs> Yeah. That joint. That's, oh. that's Youth Conference. That's Youth. Yes. Youth Night. Youth Night. Come on. Some of you just hey. got nostalgic another, with that song. Another sleeper, Youth Nights. See His Love. <laughs> oh. Jesus Culture. Yes. It was hype for us because we would build it. <laughs> yeah. But it was really like... See his love nailed into the cross, like it was really about Jesus on the cross, but it was still hype for yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Different.
1: Pastor Maribel, you got a classic. You got a sleeper. Of course. Okay. Let's go. I gotta
3: go with my girl Kim Walker. Kim Walker. Okay. Yes, of course. We got a lot Faithful, of Jesus culture loyal. here. Um, how he loves. How he. Loves. How he yeah. loves. Yeah. So Kim Walker version, not oh. John Mark McMillan nope. version. Nope. Okay. Kim Walker. Kim
1: Walker. Yep. Cali no instead of South
3: Carolina. I yeah, get it. And if you want to get, if you want to get into the the, the no,
1: lines. we won't get into that. Okay. I already know where you're gonna okay. go. <laughs> Okay. Sloppy wet or unforeseen—that's another podcast for yeah. another day. Yeah. For lyrics. those of you that love it, no, we ain't gonna get into that one. We go. That, that's going. We might lose followers on that one. We, that's good. That's I a great. i tell you my opinion. When, okay, when that song did hit, though, I remember being a teenager, and it just hit a different way. It was, It's a great song. Mm-hmm. It's for sure. Right. Okay,
0: you got a classic. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. Other than I love you, Lord, because you already said that one? Just to be close to you, Fred Hammond. Just to be close uh, to you, Fred Hammond. Don't pass me yes. by. I don't know don't
3: pass oh, me oh by,
0: okay. Fred Hammond. The living word. I was just (laughs) listening I was listening to Fred this
3: morning by the way
2: yes hey one more classic one more classic go everything by Lifehouse everything with with the human video with the human video with the
3: human video
2: (laughs) but then Jesus Culture did it on their first album which is raw it was amazing and I was in my youth pastor's garage and we had it on a on a a boombox yeah. playing in the garage. Oh, the, CD, the CDs. The CDs. And I remember me and my youth pastor and his wife were in there <laughs> worshiping just in the garage, and that was one of the first times where I felt the overwhelming presence of God like I was about to speak in tongues. Mm. And that song was playing, and it marked me, and it was so good. Wow. In a garage. In a garage.
1: My oh. youth pastor's garage. Isn't that one of the coolest things about worship? It's everywhere.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Like it's not just in the building. The mm-hmm. building's powerful, but mm-hmm. it's everywhere. Yeah. It's the garage. It's the yeah. car. It's mm-hmm. Target. It's PG&E. It's wherever you're at. Like,
3: right? Yeah. Because yeah.
1: because God God meets us where our heart. Meets him and offers something to him. You don't have to build an altar physically. The altar is internal. And he always meets you wherever you build that altar, which is great.
3: Can I also add and probably a shout out to the Maverick City people because Mm -hmm. they've done some amazing stuff. Yeah, if you want some new
1: worship stuff, guys, just check out Maverick City. Almost all of it's free on YouTube. It's great. Yeah, watch it on YouTube. (laughs) So it's awesome. So if you're like, I have no music. Go to Maverick yeah. City, mm. download their app. I I don't know what their app's called, but try to find it. Yeah. Tribal. But yep. just some really, really good stuff from artists from everywhere, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good, good stuff. All right, guys, that is it for today. Thank you, Pastor Juan, Pastor Maribel, Thank Steph. Thanks for, Thanks us. for joining Thanks. us. I think that was awesome. Listen, I want to pray for everyone just real quick on the podcast, and then we're going to close out. Thank you guys for listening, for joining us. I pray this encourages you. I want to pray that God really stirs up your heart for worship. I pray that this encouraged you, gave you a little bit of language. And if you have any questions, I want to throw this out there. Reach out to any of us, especially Pastor Juan, Pastor Maribel, even Steph. Find them on Instagram. You can go on the thread website, give us an email, uh, Facebook, whatever you need to do, because we really want to encourage your walk, and we really want to make sure that you're understanding the heart of worship. I want to help you grow deeper with Jesus. So family, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for everyone listening. God, I pray right now, wherever they're at, you would stir up the heart of worship. God, I pray that you would... Give a grace for surrender and trust. Jesus, I pray that worship would be more than just a a moment on Sunday, but God, you would call us deeper to a lifestyle with you. And that Jesus, I pray that it would not just be a worship individual, but God, you would begin to multiply worship families and worship households and worship businesses and places where, God, you can rest and you can be and you can meet with your people. God, I pray that you would do that. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for joining us. We love you guys. We'll see you guys soon.
0: Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrep.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.